welcome to Crazy Biatch Asians. This is a podcast where we discuss the issues Asians can face in the Western world with a critical mind, a bit of healthy debate, and lots of tea. Hosted by Sydney-based digital marketer Sharon Jiang and journalist Juna Zhu. Hey Biarches, mates, friends. Today we're taking a deeper look into the web of complications that comes with dating outside of your race, commonly known as interracial dating. So let's kick things off. So we touched on the topic of interracial dating in our previous episode, Asian Dating Stereotypes, but quite a few of our listeners requested we explore it a bit further and really flesh it out. And to be honest, I agree with them because we barely scraped the surface of this. Mm. This is a huge topic with so many branches and it has become quite a prominent issue at the moment. 100%. So interracial dating or marriage is definitely not a foreign concept to many people. It's pretty self-explanatory. Two people from different ethnic backgrounds get into a relationship or legally get married. As Asian Australians, you see it all the time, perhaps through your friends, family, or in the media. I personally am in an interracial relationship, and before doing this podcast, have never been so exposed to the plethora of issues that society has against certain interracial couplings. Interracial marriage used to be unlawful, and we're so lucky to be living in a country that now gives us the freedom to choose who to be in relationships with. I mean, there was a time when interracial marriage in Australia was very limited and actually unlawful due to the white Australia policy. Yeah, according to Amnesty, the systematic racism in the white Australia policy limited interracial marriages. So basically, after World War II, the Australian government refused to okay the marriages between Australian servicemen and the Japanese women they met while serving overseas. Mm. And these couples were actually prevented from returning to Australia, where many immigrated to Canada for a fresh start instead. Mm. And fast forward to today, despite the fact that interracial dating is no longer unlawful, this topic is far from simple. Mm. In our Asian dating stereotypes episode, we touched on the specific issue of where Asian women who date white men are considered self-hating Asians. It's also known as Lu, L-U, a slang term used to describe Asian women who are in relationships with white men as a form of white worship. (sighs) So in this very specific coupling, white guy, Asian girl, it can be seen as the Asian woman marrying out and has led to two things. Number one, Asian women being harassed by Asian men because to them, they see it as preserving the stereotype that Asian men are unappealing or undesirable. (laughs) And number two, they have been accused of being complicit in white supremacy and furthering colonization and purely entering these relationships for social status. Gosh. Now, this has become quite a prominent issue at the moment, specifically Mm. in the recent investigation into the death of George Floyd. Mm. So many may not know about this, and it was actually news to us too. Mm -hmm. But the ex-officer, Derek Chauvin, who was charged with murder and manslaughter in the case, was actually married to a Hmong American woman by the name of Kelly. After her husband was charged, she filed for divorce on the grounds of an irretrievable breakdown in the marriage, 
probably because her husband is a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> so since then, lots of attention has been directed to Kelly, mm. who has copped a lot of hate, specifically from Asian American men, accusing her of self-loathing and complicity with white supremacy. Mm. So an NBC article wrote this. Some on the internet have labelled her a self-hating Asian. Others have concluded her marriage was a tool to gain social standing in the US and several social media users on Asian American message boards dominated by men have dubbed her a Lou. The worst of the accusations was that by dating a white American, she was somehow complicit with white supremacy. Mm, And honestly, that's just one example too. Did you know Fresh Off The Boat and Crazy Rich Asian star Constance Wu has also been the target of these comments? No way. So in 2018, she opened up in an interview at Vulture Festival Los Angeles and said a lot of Asian incels or involuntarily celibate Asian men have expressed anger towards her online because one of her boyfriends was white. One of her boyfriends. Yes, exactly. Gosh. And what we've also noticed anecdotally is something quite toxic happening on social media. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we can't use TikTok as fact and the backbone of our argument, but we have increasingly seen some users expressing potentially harmful views on the internet. Mm. And I'm not surprised. The internet seems to be the breeding ground of hate. Mm. So our TikTok algorithm, God, TikTok... is uh, very much based on Asian-related videos that speak to Asian issues. Yes. And we found lots of videos where Asian women or men are uploading videos with captions like, To all my Asian sisters dating white men, how does it feel to be colonized? Mm. And that feeling when my Asian girlfriends make fun of white people, but then I realize all her ex-boyfriends were white. Yeah, and honestly, the comments to these videos are also incredibly immature. Like, stop colonization by breaking up with your white boyfriend and cancel all white people, etc, (laughs) etc. I mean, these videos have really made me stop and think. There seems to be this misguided hatred towards white people who really haven't done anything wrong. Mm. I mean, we're awful calling out racism and addressing actual issues, but there are some things that are just crossing the line, like the whole Lou thing and this cancel all white people rhetoric. Cancel all white people. Exactly. And I feel like as an Asian community, we cannot in one breath ask not to be stereotyped and prejudiced. And in the same breath, do those exact same things to white people. Sure. I get it. We can point out systemic and casual racism and call out people who are racist, but it's a very dangerous path when we fight fire with fire. Mm. I think in my personal view, we need to be very careful not to vilify every white person, especially if they themselves haven't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can we talk about assimilation and harmony if we just push away and hate on every Anglo person? I like to often think about race issues in this way. There's the personal and there's the political. Just like how not every Chinese person is the member of the Communist Party, not every white person is a racist. As Asians, I think we're very quick to point out racism. We love to say that the color of our skin shouldn't dictate our political views and personal characteristics. But I think that thinking should be applied to everyone, right? Mm. I mean, because to end racism, we really shouldn't have double standards because it just exacerbates this us versus them mindset. Yeah, God, you put it perfectly. And 
I find it hilarious that people on the internet actually mm. think that by trolling Asian women mm. who are in relationships with white people is going to magically fix hundreds of years of colonization. 100%. If mm. you want to solve any real life issues, sitting in your bedroom harassing someone who you don't even know personally ain't going to do anything. Yeah. So stop prying into the lives of other people. Exactly. And Honestly, look, for the record, we're not ignoring the actual issues. No. Stuff like the yellow peril leading to the intentional desexualization of Asian men in media or the white sexual imperialism leading to stereotypes of Asian women and Asian Mm -hmm. fetish. These are all topics that we've talked about at length in so many different episodes. What we're really saying here is there seems to be this weird wave of misdirected hatred that doesn't seem to solve any issues. If you're so intent on fighting injustice, talking smack about someone dating an unproblematic white guy is probably the worst way to fix anything. Mm-hmm. Different story if it's Asian fetish. Oh my god, Asian fetish. Yeah. Oh, that is a different topic a lot of our listeners seem to be very interested 100%. in. Yeah. Now, there's another issue that's intertwined with this. Asians dating Westerners or dating someone outside of your race. For some, Asian parents have a very traditional way of thinking. Mm. Yes, they're accepting of other races, but when it comes to their children, many parents are set on carrying on these traditions. And for some, they might not explicitly say it, but they prefer their Mm -hmm. child to marry another Asian. And this goes both ways for Asian males and females. Yeah, for most Asian families, they reinforce cultural continuation Mm. and it's often referred to as a cultural closet. There's a wealth of forums online with people asking the exact same questions. Mm. So it's, how can I persuade my Asian parents to accept my Western partner? Or, I'm an Asian girl who wants to date a white guy, but my parents won't allow it. What should I do? Mm. Or even, how do I tell my Asian parents I have a white girlfriend? They're really strict and don't approve of me dating women of other races. Mm. I want to tell them, but I'm scared of how they'll react. All these questions run along the same lines. Yeah, definitely. And it's a tough one because you're grappling with the cognitive dissonance that occurs when your personal choices Mm -hmm. don't line up with your family's values. So you want your parents to love and admire the person you've chosen, but instead the people who raised you and would literally do anything for you can't see past their solid traditions, values, and prejudices. So you're caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm. You love your parents and you respect them and you want them to be proud of you, but you also have this overbearing amount of love for your partner who just makes you so happy, maybe the happiest you've ever been in your whole entire life. Definitely, and that is a very good point. And from that, there are countless articles online discussing one pressing question. Are you racist if you don't date outside of your race? Or in other words, is it racist to disapprove of interracial dating? Oh, that is a heavy question. (laughs) Look, that is extremely complex and controversial. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Personally, I feel like it's a bit of a fairy tale to claim we're an entirely post-racial country. Mm -hmm. So I think this does count as racist to disapprove of interracial relationships 
or point the finger at a certain race because mm-hmm. you find them repulsive or you just direct strong hatred of their entire culture, not because yeah. of an individual person. Absolutely. And look, I actually don't have a fully formed answer mm. because as you said, this is very, so very complex. complex. And I'd also like to know what our listeners think because I would like outside input. But to answer the questions, no, I don't think it's racist if you don't date outside of your race if you just never had the opportunity to. And all your partners just happened to be of the same race as you through, you know, no real thinking of Mm. your own. It's just how life has happened. But it is racist if you've told yourself, ew, I'd never date insert race because of insert racial stereotype. exactly. Targeting a whole race itself. Exactly. And my answer to the second question would be, if racism is simply defined by the Oxford Dictionary as being, quote, prejudiced against a person on the basis of their membership of a particular racial or ethnic group, then yes, someone disapproving of your partner who is of a different race to you can be seen as racist because you're only basing their essence off of their race without having really sussed them out as an individual human. But I mean, it's complex because how do you just say to your parents, Yo, you're a racist, <laughs> except my partner. I mean, you really can't. No. And it's it's very difficult to do that. And that really brings us on to the next section. <laughs> yes. So mm. what if your parents disapprove? Yeah. And how do you negotiate that? Mm. What if you haven't even told your parents yet because you're afraid of how they'd react? Mm. And can cultural differences become a deal breaker or an issue down the track? Oh, oh very good questions. And... We are no relationship experts here. so <laughs> Yeah, not at all. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to give advice from an amazing article on Psych Central. I mean, they can help us out for mm-hmm. this. So thank you. <laughs> These are just a few things you can try and do to bridge the gap when it comes to interracial relationships and really help your Asian parents come to terms with your relationship. Mm-hmm. So number one, be compassionate. Be, be compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. But- <laughs> The older generation clings to their attitudes and opinions because it helps them feel safe in a changing world. Their intentions are probably good. So find ways to reassure your family of origin that you appreciate and honor your past while you are also becoming part of the global community that includes people from all walks of life. Yes, love that. Mm -hmm. Now, number two. Don't meet their disapproval with defensiveness. Mm. So defensiveness implies that there is something to defend. Arguing implies you can be argued out of it. So instead respond to their concerns with respect and clarity. Mm. Acknowledge that a cross-cultural marriage is going to be difficult. Express your sadness that they feel the way that they do and affirm your love for them and your general respect for their opinions. But be clear that you have made your decision. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. So number three, do not keep your relationship a secret. Oh, no, do not, do not. So to quote Psych Central, keeping it secret suggests you are ashamed of your choice. Someone will inevitably find out, which will only make things a hundred times worse. So before coming forward to your parents, have a discussion with your partner and make it clear that there will be compromises for the relationship to work. Make sure you are both certain you are 100% committed to the relationship. Mm -hmm. Number four. 
Don't use your partner to make a political point, to educate your parents or to give yourself an ally. Mm. It's not fair to the person who loves you to be used as a pawn in an ongoing fight you are having with your parents about such things as religion, race or status. And this is an excellent point. Do be clear about your own motives. Make sure you love the person for who he or she is in their entirety, not because you like the drama of choosing someone who has a significantly different family background. Absolutely. And the last one, number five, don't take a side, your lovers or your mothers. (laughs) This isn't about winning and losing. It's really about reconstructing everyone's idea of family. So really try and do your best to negotiate compromises try to understand or at least have a respectful disagreement. It's now time for CBA College. You know, like your tutoring school, except don't worry, we won't be keeping you here for hours lecturing you about geometry and calculus. Instead, both of us will be sharing our most interesting fact of the week. So you actually walk away from this podcast having learnt something. So Shaz... What is your interesting fact of the week? So my interesting fact of the week actually has something to do with love and dating. So oh we're God. in this topic. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, we do not plan this. We no. do not actually know each no. other. So my fact of the week is Nepal is the first South Asian country to legalize same-sex marriage. Oh wow. Yeah. According to Human Rights Watch, Nepal is now a beacon for LGBTQI rights progress in Asia and globally, and they are actually among the most progressive in Asia at the moment. Wow. So before the legalization of same-sex marriage, the LGBTQI plus community in that country were actually once referred to as a social pollutant. So they weren't very um, accepted, they weren't very welcomed. But all of this changed in 2007 with the Supreme Court decision in Pant v. Nepal, in which the government must legally recognize a third gender category and audit all laws to see which discriminates against LGBTQI people and also eliminate these laws. And in 2015, Nepal became the world's 10th country to specifically protect LGBT people in the constitution. Go Nepal. I know. How proud would you to be Nepalese? 100%. If you think about a lot of Asian countries, Mm. they're quite conservative. Very. I would never have picked Nepal to be 10th in the world. 100%. Honestly, love that for them. Mm. And I love how it's in their constitution. But according to Human Rights Watch, Nepalese still face challenges. So there is still some bureaucracy in place and there have been, exactly, there have been instances of government officials harassing LGBTQI groups and there is largely still this pressure to conform and marry the same sex. But legally and in the constitution, gay (laughs) marriage is legal. On paper. Exactly. On paper. paper. (laughs) So, what is your fact of the week? Okay, mine has also got to do with dating. Mm -hmm. So, there's this common saying in Western culture that Mm -hmm. age is just a number. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, well, 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 in case you didn't think dating as a single was hard enough, Mm -hmm. there's something to make it a thousand times harder. So, can I just ask you one question? Okay. Before I... Before you go Before on, I go yes. ahead. I'm a bit scared. What is the age difference between you and your partner? 
Uh, five years. Okay, you're out of the woods. You're out of the woods. <laughs> I'm out of the woods. Okay, tell me, okay. what is this? In Chinese culture, there's mm-hmm. a superstition about the age difference. Oh. So it is considered really bad luck to date or marry someone with an age difference of either three or six years older or younger than you because it oh. will end up in a heartbreak or divorce. Okay, so the magic numbers are three or six. Three or six, up or down. Okay. And just generally, something bad will happen to your relationship. (laughs) Divorce. Yes, literally. Why three or six, though? I think they're just unlucky numbers. They're just unlucky numbers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to go on a hunt for celebrity couples with three Uh or six years age difference. Uh And we're going to see, you know, we're going to keep an eye on the news to see if something bad happens in the relationship. Open up that Google spreadsheet. Exactly. But, like, literally, if you're single and you're looking for someone who is single as well and you're compatible with, you like their personality, you get along, and then they also have to be... (laughs) neither three or six years older or younger than you that is a lot to expect like a lot of boxes that you need to tick 100 here's a little exercise for everybody Mm. look at your favorite celebrity couple determine their age gap and see if they're three or six years difference up Mm. or down and dm us we want to know yes my heart really goes out to anyone who might be faced with criticism for being in a relationship that some people in society or even their own family disapprove of that must be so difficult definitely and i mean that goes to show that we still have a long way to go in ironing out the issues in interracial relationships so before we go we'd like to say a massive thank you to all our listeners we're a small and independent podcast and we always try to get quality content into your ears Mm -hmm. so we've dipped our toes into the whole patreon world (laughs) and we're going to test it out for a little while It would really help us out a huge deal if you would consider supporting us there. So for those who don't know, Patreon is a subscription service that helps independent creators like us through small monthly donations. Yes. And of course, if you'd love to hear more from us as well, please subscribe to Crazy Biatch Asians on your favorite podcast app. And if you've got a sec, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It has brought us so much joy seeing people rate our podcast there. So please keep them coming. Definitely. (laughs) And if you like watching your podcasts, you can also find us on YouTube under the same name. And if you want a daily dose of the best Asian memes, then just head to our Instagram at crazybiatchasians. On that note, chat soon, gang. Bye. Bye.